The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading, there's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must take America back. Main Street to Wall Street, cities and states, Washington D.C. Before it's too late, there's not long. We need leaders who lead us, not stick us and bleed us, then ransom our future and our children's. That's wrong. We must take America back as liberty weeps, our forefathers spin in their graves. Pray God will bless some way out of this mess. We must take America back. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is the National Intel Report. I'm your host, John Statmiller, with you on this Monday. Is uh, this the first day of uh, fall, Mike? 21st? Come on, Brainiac. Don't leave me hanging. This is live programming. I don't have time for you to do a search. I thought you knew that off the top of your head. Tomorrow is the first day of fall. Okay, great. It almost took us that long to get there. Uh, It is the 21st of September 2020, along with my guy... Part-time retired man in Florida, Mr. Steve Elkins. How you doing, Steve? I wish. You wish what? I wish I was retired. I wish I was retired. Semi-retired. How many days of work do you work? Uh, How many days uh, a week do you work? Three 12-hour shifts. Three 12-hour shifts. So that's 36 hours. 36 hours. So you're you're part-time. 12-hour shifts. So So you're you're part-time. So you have four days off a week. Wow. (laughs) A lot of people would kill for that kind of job. I remember when I worked at General Motors, they said, you know what? We'd like to go to a four-day week, and we're trying to convince the union for you guys to do that. Of course, it never happened. But my God, if you were telling a bunch of factory rats that, hey, how would you like three-day weekends? Yeah. But it never went anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want people to understand that when we do a program together, it's Mm -hmm. not scripted. Sometimes we don't even talk before the program. So... You know we're we're the, we're the smaller version of uh, of uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has been tempted by a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify, uh, but there's a little problem. They want uh, editorial rights to who they'll post up and who they won't, and I don't think Mr. Rogan is having any of this. And you know I had an opinion about Joe Rogan. And then I started watching Joe Rogan a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And it gave me an idea. He can bring in loony lefties. He can bring in righty tighties. You know, he can bring in just about any. But the way he does uh, his interviews, Jordan Peterson was recently on his program. And he sat there and he looked at Rogan and he said, I'm still trying to figure out why you're so popular. And they had this discussion. It's called long format. He's on for what, three hours? Commercial free, I think. Uh, the long version and why it's so successful, but but he's he smokes pot, he swears a lot. I mean, <laughs> he's even been known to get a buzz uh, during his show. Just ask Alex Jones; he partook. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Joe Rogan that he seriously wants to know why and how things tick. So I've been watching this guy a little bit more, which gave me an idea, Steve. Okay. Everybody wants to do a book. You, you've heard, well, you know, you ought to write a book. Oh, you ought to become a politician. You ought to become president. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't want me anywhere near the White House, trust me. Uh, you think on a bad day that, yeah, our, our president now, no. I, I, Stuff I would probably say in public. I don't use Twitter and I don't, don't do Facebook, but... Just the stuff that I would say in public would get me in political trouble almost immediately. But I've been thinking, and I just talked to an individual that I had this idea uh, about a week ago. 
And I thought, you know what, you ought to write a book. But then I thought about, okay, you want to write a book about what? About the New World Order. And, and, and here's the latest examples, and this is why you're screwed. Well, then the thought dawned on me, Steve, that uh, everybody is in their political camps now. Everybody is separated, if not by six feet and a mass, by stupidity or the camp that they're in. The lefties are told, don't listen to the righties because the righties are all wrong, and right, don't listen to the left because they're all lefty loonies. And that stops information. There is a gridlock of, I've got mine and you got yours and never the twain shall meet. When in actuality, if all the loony lefties quit being drug around by little no, the, the rings in their nose, they might figure out that the rest of humanity is not looking to kill them. And I thought, now what best way to accomplish that? Well, we've had people that wanted to conquer and subjugate and, and own and run things before, and they call them empires. You know, we had the Ottoman Empire, we had the Roman Empire, we had the British Empire. For the last 75 years, we had the American Empire. And nobody seems to get it. And I sit there and watch the left. You know, uh, I, and, and I'm absolutely astounded how how much ignorance there is and how much of a vacuum in thought. Now, while the right has the right idea, uh, it's not going to it's not going to bring in or it's not going to quell the differences between the opposing sides, which is exactly where the globalists want us. So the thought dawned on me. Why not just do a book? Call it They May Be Gods. You know, I'm going to crawl into their little cranium and think from their terms. You know, to them, they sleep well at night. They're they're imbued with this 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 business acumen and 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 all this money and 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 all this other stuff and well they're mapping out the future of mankind and they're doing it with clear conscience cuz they believe what that they are right well you and i as an individual uh, the whole concept and precept of living in the united states was get your hands off my itty bitty and stop telling me what to do that was the whole basis for freedom and liberty the right to contract not to be sucked into things, not to be mandated, not to be subjugated, not to be taxed, all of those things. So, Steve, the thought hit me that I could do a book. Now, I'm not, uh, I, I'm not going to say that I know how to do phraseology and, and all that stuff. I'll have to pick up a ghostwriter, which I think I just found, but do it in such a way that it's kind of this musing history of they may be gods and how many empires have come and gone. And, oh, by the way, here's another empire, only this one's globally directed. And I'm wondering how many people that I can reach outside of those tribal political boundaries. And I think I'm going to do it. I think it needs to be done. Okay. I don't need to run for public office. I don't need to become the mayor of Austin, for God's sakes, because I don't think I could keep my machete shop sharp enough to lob off all the heads that I'd want to lob off. And I, and I don't want to be a senator, and I don't want to be a congressman, and I damn sure don't want to be president of the United States. I'm getting too damned old for that. So what better way to affect? I mean, hell, you know, absent, Steve, the political tribalism there, it might even reach the bestseller list, for God's sakes. I've seen many works of people that hit the bestseller list that I wouldn't walk across the street to pee on them to put them out if they burst into a ball of flame. So I'm thinking about that. I think I'm going to do it. Okay. <laughs> I, just a thought, just a thought I had in my head. Well, I, I've got a book idea too, and, and uh, mine's medical, but uh, if, of all the funny stories and the things I've seen over the last 20 something years, I've got some great stories, some odd stories. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do one of these days. I'm doing, I'm going to do a, a book of my experiences. Hmm. Can't There's wait to read. Very it. interesting stories. Can't wait to read that one. Yeah. All right. Odd stories. Unscripted. <clears throat> National Intel report today. I missed announcing Ruth Bader Ginsburg died Friday. Yep. Damn. I get a text a half hour after <laughs> after the show's over 
from our friend Tom and says, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's dead, and then the entire weekend. And and somebody explained to me what I had, what I was watching about every, everybody fawning over, including Fox News, fawning over Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I know. And I'm going, what? She's she's almost like she's being canonized. It's almost like she's obtaining sainthood status. Yep. And she was a that. freaking trivial up liberal. With a husband it's that funny was... You mentioned, you, it's funny you mentioned that word liberal. Have you noticed that they're not talking about people being liberals anymore? The new term now, John, the PC term is called progressive. Well, no, that's what they used before. See, they recycle, oh, wash, that. rinse, repeat. They, they used yeah. progressive before rather than calling themselves socialist or communist. Right. It was progressive. progressive. Right. And then they decided to move on from that. So now we're back to progressive instead of liberal? Yeah, oh, progressive. Good. Oh, good, goody gumdrop. Yeah, they're running out of ideas. They're recycling the old ones. Wow. Well, they're in a bind right now. They're, <laughs> yeah, really, yeah, they're, yeah. they're really trying hard to stop <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> you know, from making his appointment. You know, if it didn't have, and, and don't misunderstand my laughter, folks, if it were so damn serious, it would be uproariously roll on the floor funny. What What I see going on, is absolutely insane. I mean, worse than insane. Why do you have a guy that nobody wants to vote for? I just saw an AOC, she did one of her in her kitchen podcasts, along with drinking a bottle of wine and cooking something, whatever. You know, and and she says at the, the end of her little blurb that, you know, hey, we need to take the Democrat position and... You know, even if you don't like Joe, vote for him anyhow. <laughs> which, which spelled to me that oh my God, they're in more trouble than I thought they were in. And yeah. we are we're already starting to see the rigging and the pre-planning. Uh, and yep. if it's not for we need to impeach Donald Trump, now the biggie is well, my God, he's going to try to appoint somebody to the Supreme Court before the election time. Oh my God. And it's like which he's he's entitled to do so. He's still president. He's still president. For forty three more days, he's still president. He's entitled to pick a choice. He's already decided he's gonna pick a female, which I think is clearly pandering, uh picking a female. I'd like to think picking the best choice, well, but I, well, uh, you know, I don't, he's I don't pick th- a female. You know, and, and I had that initial thought and until I thought the process through. Is it really? Because we had Sandra Day O'Connor and they right. have Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. So, out of eight justices, why not have a woman? A conservative. Well, you got Sotomayor. Sotomayor. She's not conservative. No, she's not. No, she's not at all. Oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot about the lipstick thing. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I forgot about such the uh, monumental justice as Sotomayor. You're you're right. Yeah. But no, I I I don't think it'd be pandering. I think he would shut a lot of people up. I think he would. Sh- but they're already Steve. Now, let's think past this. If Donald Trump gets reelected, if, if, if they don't screw up the election with stringing it out and bringing a trove of lawyers in to try to prove that Donald Trump didn't win, which all indications to me, oh, this, this is not only a replay of 2016, now you can actually smell the abject fear that they have that Donald Trump's going to get the second presidency, and they're already planning on how they're going to muck this whole thing up. The bevy of lawyers. This is going to backfire. It's going to backfire on him, John, because the American people. Well, first of all, the first the first impeachment we knew that was a, a circus. That was nothing more than a kangaroo court. Uh, they had nothing. They knew it. They were simply trying to tie his hands and do a little damage on him for before the election. Uh, nothing was ever going to go anywhere. And this one here now would be people would be saying, uh, you know, shouldn't you be trying to open up the economy, working on? getting our jobs back and opening up businesses here. And and what are you doing again? Another witch hunt on Donald Trump. It's all political. It's definitely for political means. This is, this is going to backfire if they try to pull this, that we're going to tie his hands, tie the, the hands of the Senate. Uh, so we can't get a nominee uh, pushed through a, a candidate pushed through. It's going to backfire. It's, you know, I talked about this on Sunday, John, and let me ask you, let me ask you your opinion on this. At this point in time, we're 43 days away from the election. Here. I know. You have the liberals, or you want to call them progressives. We know which direction they're going to go. 
Oh, they're going to vote for Biden all the way. Okay. You've got, uh, you know, the MAGA people. Okay, they're going to go Trump all the way. Yeah. And then you've got the people in between, the independents. And the independents are more in line with people like Trump than they are Biden. So if you think about it, there's nobody on the fence right now. There's nobody on the fence. If anybody's on the fence, he's a complete moron. Everybody's already made their decision who they're going to vote for. There's mm-hmm. no, the slander of what they're doing now is not going to make a difference. It's just simply going to hurt the Democrats. I say go for it. It's just it's just hurting their case that much more. There's nobody on the fence to flip flop and say, well, I think I'll vote for this person now because you're talking about different entities. You're you, talking about two different there, kinds a, of people. Is there a question? Here. Republican some, I thought versus you, Democrat. I thought you were trying to ask me. a Is there a question in there somewhere? Well, no. My question is, do you there's nobody on the fence, correct? Uh, I would think there's nobody on the fence at all. There's got to be somebody on the fence. We just don't know who they are and how many there are. There, there are, there are. I, I said last night, there's nobody on the fence, at, just as there is no such thing as systemic racism. Mm. That's a joke too. Mm. It is. Did I miss something? Yeah, systemic racism. Nah, it's not out there. It's I not know. there. I, I even I have know. black people telling me that that's a joke. It's not there. But you know, I, I, you know, it, the the Earth's going to end in twelve days. Aren't you concerned? You know, we've we got global... Oh, wait a minute. We had to put global warming disaster on hold. See, we're not going to die in 12 days or years or whatever, AOC. That's been put on hold. That's been sequestered until we get through the COVID-19 propaganda here. Right. Which is going to go on unabated. But again, I think they're going to discover that that's going to backfire on a, a, as well. Mm-hmm. And... It's got a lot of people confused, and it's got a lot of people pissed off. You know, on, on the issue down here in Texas, hey, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the bars are not open. They said that they were going to open up the bars. Isn't that right, Mike? They're allowed to open today. They're allowed to open today, 75%, but we still got a safe distance and wear a mask? Okay. So 75% capacity on the businesses that you couldn't visit before. Mm-hmm. But... The asset governor down here thinks that this is the right approach to take. Now, he's more in alignment with Democrat idiots out there that are using this as wielding a political tool. I mean, to the point there, I, I haven't pulled up the story yet. I'm just going by memory. Uh, there's been somebody that's been tracking and tracing the amount of businesses that have gone by the wayside that will never return. We're up to 167,000 businesses, people that have been run out of business. Anything from a hair salon to medium-sized manufacturing, it doesn't matter. They're dead. They're never coming back. And if you think about how many people that affects, it's just not the business owner. It was the employees. It was the suppliers. It were people that worked in that chain and affecting millions of people. This is the idiocy that's gone on, and they're sticking to it. They haven't realized it's gone up in a puff of smoke uh, like global warming has. Yeah, You know, I mean, it, it, it's just one insane to scare you, to try to herd you going in one direction, and this stuff is backfiring on them. But here's my concern. We're dealing with the globalists here, and the globalists, well, they might be gods, and they might have a better idea how to run things, like maybe get rid of 70% of us, or maybe even 75 You know, the sustain to sustain the globe, to make things better for them, but not for you. You've got to give up your life. I've yet to see a globalist go, oh, I'm, I'm the first up to the guillotine. I'll go first. No, they plan on eliminating because the population of the earth is out of control. Could this be handled in a way that would make sense to people, that they would maybe curtail? Instead of having 10, 12 kids, they only have two or five? I don't know. But the population of this planet is going to continue to grow if we don't self-regulate. Now, that might sound astounding to somebody out there. My God, John, the Lord said, go, go forth and multiply. Yeah, but you got to leave a little bit in the cupboard because it's going to be bare if too many people are eating out of that cupboard. But at any rate, subject for another day, Steve Elkins, down on God's greatest sandbar, and me in Texas in a rainy day in central Texas. Yippee for us.
J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the energy planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in, put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting and help yourself to get an energy cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. I completely forgot about that song. Did you find that, Mikey? Where'd that come from? No, I was going to give you accolades out of the 19 things you give me that I absolutely hate. That one I love, so take credit for it. <laughs> so, I want to uh, after... So, let's get, let's get back to this uh, this depopulation on our own. If we deciding for ourselves, John, what would you do... Uh, uh, Keep it at two and then increase the taxation no, 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 on no, families no, 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 that want no, no, more than two children? No, no. No. What would you do? No. This is this has gotta be this has to the decisions to be made about stuff like that has to come from an individual. I'm not That's sit- never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. Oh, are, you, are you gonna let me go here for a second? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Mute him! Mute him! Okay. No. The, the, through education and people using their own internal what I should do. Not mandated, but what, I want to set up another creature to come in and command and control? No. No. Do you need to be told that plastics in the ocean is a bad thing and you have to organize and you have to get governments and put on rules and regulations and and fines and jail and... Do you have to do that? We're talking about... We're talking about... We're talking about people who are responsible and people who are not responsible. Okay, so the people that make the products that they package in the plastics that last forever, for them, this is this is a great little boon, you know. Hey, I could make I could make 
plastic coverings and they can be anti-theft and I can do all these wonderful things. But that's not the point. The point is that this has got to come from the individuals and how they conduct themselves, not how to be ruled over. Okay, you, let me play devil's advocate here. Well, you are playing devil's our population advocate. Take your best is getting, shot. Our population is getting dumber. Okay, the the smart ones are saying they're they're limiting the size of their families. They shouldn't be, but they are. They're smart. They're thinking about finances. They're thinking about a future. They don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. The other half there, the irresponsible, they don't give a damn. They have as many children as they want to because they're given benefits or given extra money by the government, uh, subsidized. Okay, you now you're say. talking about the mechanizations of popular. But I, I, I'm okay. I get I get where you're going here, but that okay. that wasn't my point. This is this is all decisions that are made should be made by the individual based on the available knowledge. And you hit half of the half of the problem right there is everybody is perception becomes the reality based on the diet of the crap that they're fed. And what I'm suggesting here is we don't have people out there limiting. Let's take, for example, Julian Assange. He's on trial over in England. Do you see anything on the news about this? This is a case about journalists and how the government is stepping on them and how the United States wants to lob his head off. But no journalists are talking about this. Don't you find that a little bit odd? That's what I'm talking about. I find find it cowardice, actually. I find it cowardice. Whatever you want to attach to it. The point is that it's not being talked about and this is about a journalist that's being hung up by his proverbials that the journalists aren't talking about. I find that rather odd. My point being, if the information was out there, unfettered, as to who Julian Assange was, what was the thing behind WikiLeaks, what was his mission statement, how did he conduct himself, and is he really guilty? You know, I can bring on people like Roger Landry. Last week, he dropped a little bombshell on me. I thought two million people that are dead at the hands of the U.S. military in the Middle East, that was a pretty accurate number. He goes, no, it isn't. He says it's double that. Four million people? Roger, seriously? Yes, four million people. How do you know that? I still, I worked for the government, and I still know people in position that I can extract this information, but I won't give a name. And I go, okay, okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. But I thought it was two million. He's telling me it's four million. And for what reason? Do you think maybe if a country launched a war on many countries like, say, the United States did in the Middle East, that maybe somebody would go, okay, wait a minute. We don't have nuclear weapons. We don't have submarines. We don't have aircraft carriers. We don't have a million-man standing army. We don't have unlimited budget for war. So what's our best recourse? Oh, okay, I got an idea. Maybe we can slow and inhibit them by strapping bombs on my chest and going and blowing somebody or something up. This this is a move of desperation over a people that don't know what the hell to do because the only thing they're looking at is smashed lives, ruined families, dead family members, a lifestyle that's gone, a country that's gone. So what are they to do? But here again, let's go back to the media and the coverage. If it was fair, if the American people were told, well, look, you know, uh, we've kind of got the idea that there's between two and four million people dead at the hands of the U.S. military in their operations in 20 years over in the Middle East. You think that might grab somebody's attention? Do you think that might be... Uh, I agree it would. Yeah, well, damn right it will. But here it, again... It would, John, but the problem is most Americans most Americans don't know that part of our foreign policy. They don't understand what our foreign policy is all about, first of all. But they don't understand nation-building, the word nation-building, what's going on here. And, and that's a, you've mentioned this before. You hit the nail right on the head when you said, if you stop mingling and stop meddling with other countries... And stop uh, decreasing their their uh, their quality of life, and putting sanctions on them and hurting them, starving these people. Well, you won't have terror. Your terrorism will dry up if you stop meddling. So the military and terrorism does, would go so, away overnight. So, and, we'd stop. and my show, I get to take it to break. <laughs> you dog, you you did it again. <laughs> you are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
so you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. The Republic Broadcasting Network, late night, premiere show of Redfield Hardcore, hosted by activists that want to hear from you. The listeners, so that you can get involved in the activism, please call in at 800-313-9443 at 10 p.m. to enter the discussion. To book yourself as a guest, call our studio at 202-657-5715 or contact RBN staff. Remember, keep it real and take the red pill. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Does Mike, does Steve think that Monday's his show and I just am here for the ride along? <laughs> I got a cat. My caffeine's kicked in here. I, I, I gotta calm down. This, this is your show. This, this is your show. But you never let me take myself to break. I, I gotta look at the cat. I gotta look up at the uh, clock a little more often. Oh, breaks. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm here, better. Yeah. Better oh, I'm sorry. No, that's that's right. You can't hear. You can't hear the bump music on your end, can you? I can. I can hear. It. I know. It's kind of See there. Slow. See, I got him. I got him. At any rate, uh, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, Get around and play the seven-minute clip on a report of what's going on with Julian Assange. And uh, okay. <laughs> the, the prosecution is politically motivated, says defense witnesses. But you see, guess what's not included in the proceedings? Uh, nobody from the media is allowed in, <laughs> which I find rather... They, they, they've been trying to put a stake in this guy's heart, and it's about journalism, but no journalists are allowed. Do you think the fix might be in? Stefan in California. Hello, Stefan. Long time no talk to. At least 34 minutes. Yeah, amazing. Isn't it? Um, yeah, long time listener. Um, haven't called in for quite a while, being out in California. Um, I've just drifted away, but drifting back the last several months about the media and how they censor and allow the knowledge and the really important information, even the doctors that you might have heard that went up to Sacramento 
that were um, trying to spell the truth about COVID and what's going on and why are we acting like this is worse than a flu virus when less people die of COVID than of the main, you know, the normal flu virus. And it's, it's just the censorship is unbelievable. It's like the fake news really does exist. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Hence why we're here, why we have to remain here. Because, Stefan, we're one of the last Mohicans out there. If, if you remember, there were, a, there were a ton of alternative media websites that had radio programming. Now, everybody's doing podcasts because nobody can afford or nobody has figured out how to keep a network running that you can tune in every day and you know it's going to be there. You don't have to search. And You know, I was talking a little bit about Joe Rogan and uh, the Spotify deal. Yeah, they're... They're 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 ready to hand this guy a hundred million dollars, but they want to uh, the right to editorialize and uh, control him. And evidently, Rogan's not taking the bait here. So I think Joe Rogan's going to continue doing what he's doing. They offered him, I don't know, Stefan. When was the last time you were offered a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. But there are, there are black comedians out there that have come forth and said, you know, they tried to, they tried to buy me for $50 million. And I, I noticed something. When people get these big payouts, it isn't too long afterwards, they're, they're dead. <laughs> so excuse you know, me. I'll, I'll tell you what, if, if it were me, I'd take the money and I'd release my message, whether it be subliminal or through editing or through... You know, just anything. I, I I would deliver my message, even though it would appear to the powers that be what they didn't want me to do. I think I would be a little bit smarter. Well, contractor contracts, and these people, uh, we have a little problem in this world today since the administrative state has taken over, and we needed all these damn lawyers to figure out how to make it go. Uh, therein lies the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, see, we're not talking about things like this anymore, Stefan. We're not talking about common law anymore. We're not pointing out that the administrative state has taken over and this is how it's happened. See, we're, we're, we're still talking about uh, Donald Trump and the election, and we're still talking about um, uh, the Supreme Court. The and, yeah, and, and it's shifted everything. And I, for one, am tired of playing this game when we should be actually plotting and planning what the what's the next 10 years or next 100 years in this country going to look like. And do we still have a government, or are they just going to be ballsy enough to stand up and say, oh, no, no, we threw that out the window years ago. We're the brand-new democracy, and here's your deal. This is what's going on in America. the kids. Yeah. Stefan, this is exactly what's not happening. Not to mention the children and what we're doing to them in the schools. Do you think they're going to give a, a rat's you-know-what about us? after we allowed this to happen to them with all the so-called social distancing and the, the masks and all this stuff that makes no sense, not scientifically, not medically. It's just showing obedience to, you know, the, the powers that be that are just on you, you know, every day. Well, they may be gods, and they think they're smart enough to rule over the rest of us and do for us what we're too stupid to figure out uh, for ourselves what needs to be done. That, that's why I brought up the thing about population control. That, that, that's not an external thing. That is a personal choice. You know, or does does anybody, is everybody down with a seagull eating uh, half of a plastic uh, Wonder Bread, uh, you know, and choking to death? Is everybody okay with that? Say nothing, yeah. You know, I mean, no, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Everybody's talking about, well, we need to, we need to bridge the gap. No, what they're talking about is we need to kumbaya politically so we don't recognize us anymore. But there are many things out there that many people across the political spectrums are concerned about. Those are the issues that should be discussed. This is how you draw people to the table. This is how, you know, instead of uh, bloodlusting enemies, you, know, you just want to kill you know, we sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. You know what? You got a valid point there. This... I've just been gone from the scene so long, and it, it, you know, back back in the early two thousands, and I, I moved to Austin in two thousand and one. I happened to have been flying on nine eleven, flying from Austin Bergstrom to Burbank. It's a wonder you weren't shot down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they kicked us off in McLaren Airport in Las Vegas, and I'd hitchhike into L.A. Um, that day, but. Um, it's just crazy that 
you know where it's gone and it's gone so it's moving so fast and what's everyone's talking about trump 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 look i i kind of stopped voting a long time ago and i'm not happy to say that but i kind of figured out the same agenda always goes through no matter who's in control you know look at what you know, in the beginning of the 2000s when Bush was in there, right? Everyone was happy about that, but look what happened. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, it's like I think everyone needs to really wake up and examine the, that the stuff you're hearing on the mainstream news media is, you know, who stands to gain from it? It's the same narrative over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, because Trump's in office, and all of the riots in L.A. and all of the, you know, the, the killings in Austin, killings in Los Angeles, every city around the nation. And, and it's just, what's happening here? I mean, are, are we moving towards martial law or what? What, what do you think? Well, um, by the way, uh, can, can we spill the beans as to why you were on hiatus and what you were doing in California? Uh, yeah, sure. I I moved back here because of a failed marriage in 2009, and I, you know, a couple of years, I actually sold a screenplay for, some, you know, a good amount of money, and so I was here because my daughter was here, and um, then all of a sudden I met the wrong person, you know, computer dating, <laughs> and uh, one thing led to another, and I had the police at my front door um, coming in without a search warrant. Yeah, but uh, what, what, what I was getting, what I was getting to, Stefan, and we we can talk about that later at another time. Oh, okay. But what were you doing? Okay, you came back to Austin, then you went to California. What were you doing in California? I was um, moving my ex-wife back to live with her family, failed marriage, and um, you know I enrolled my child into. Uh, okay, but that's still the personal stuff. Chapter. What I'm after was what were you what were you doing to make your daily bread in California? Um, writing the screenplay, and luckily enough, it took off. Okay, but you were writing screenplay, but you were also what the property master on uh, Scanner Darkly. Oh, yes. I had, I had, I yes, in Austin with Richard Linkletter. Um, that was you know in uh, what two thousand four, two thousand. Which invariably like tied you to Alex Jones. Exactly. Well, I knew Alex from uh, two thousand one. Uh, well. I, um, you know, heard of him. He, you know, somewhat predicted nine eleven, and which was a surprise to me. Hmm. And I had been taping a bunch of tapes about after nine eleven happened, and because I was flying, and he was saying everything and breaking it down about you know, problem reaction solution, the Hegelian principle, and all this stuff. Yeah. And uh, then I ended up working on a movie with him because he had worked at, with Richard Linkletter before on Waking Life, and he was actually in a Scanner Darkly. So I spent some time with Alex at um, the Austin Studios, which is the old airport out there, before the movie, before we were shooting it. And we did, you know, quite a bit of talking, and um, he was, um, you know, pretty much uh, enlightening to me. Mm. And so, But you don't know the was, full, you um, don't know the full history, in my experience I've had with Alex Jones. I need to bring you up to speed, I because you've not, been yeah. out of the loop for a long time. Yes, I have. Okay. Definitely, All right. I sure have. All right. Uh, okay. So let's get back to you asked me a question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, do you guys used to be friends, but then had a fallout, falling out? No, Alex Jones tried to destroy my network. That's oh right because of the, he was going over the GNC or oh no 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 that that's there. the network I used to own that was Republic Radio International. Ted Anderson bought it out named it GCN, and I gave him Alex Jones. But Alex saw me as kind of a threat being down here in Texas, and he did his utmost to destroy the network, stripped it out all but three talk show hosts, and chased all the advertisers. That meeting that you remember being at, that I was at, talking about starting the network, was RBN. What you missed was the little coup d'etat by Alex Jones to destroy the very network that I was talking about. I see. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, not a good guy. So, yeah. I had no idea about that. See, yeah, that's I why I said you were out of the loop, Stefan. You need to be caught up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, I asked him a, a pretty serious question on the tailgate of my prop truck, and 
I said, hey, you see that over there off the airport? You know, it was the Frost Bank building that looked like an owl. And I said, <laughs> I said, hey, does that look like an owl to you? And, and, and you know, he talked a little bit about that. And I said, you know, a lot of people think you're a shill, you know. And, boy, he just – I could see the expression on his face change. But um, it was um, – he did enlighten me to a lot of things. I have to give him credit for that. And George Humphreys as well. Remember George? I remember George. I remember. I remember. Yeah, I, mean, I remember doing programming with George, and George was always reminding me when I subbed. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, the guy. Uh, God, not an expander, or what was that? No, no, no. The guy that uh, he was a car dealer, and he also dabbled in fish, selling fish in a golf or shrimp or some damn thing. Can't think of his name. Uh, I think I ran into him at the gun show at the Crockett Center. Okay, and I can remember. I can remember doing programming and then being admonished because. I my views are a little bit conservative because I, I think I went after the sheriff of uh, Travis County, and uh, you know I was told you know, you know you can quiet that down. I said hell no, I'm not going to quiet that down. Is is this open to the public? People want to ask questions. What? That's what I thought this was about. Yeah. At any rate, well, I tell you, we we got a lot of catching up. We, to we're do. just like we are so over the all over the map right here. It's just it's all coming back to me now, and it, it's just. Um, I've had a hard, a hard last six years, twenty-seven months of which was spent in the LA County Jail and uh, fighting for my case and everything. Which you, know, you which did I, pro se, and finally got yourself extradited yourself from that, right? Yeah, pro pro per from the criminal matter, and beat that because they dropped the case after twenty months. They dropped the case. I mean. They found guns in my house. I, I, I had no knowledge of it, but you know, I proved it in court in a bench trial with the judge, not a jury. And so I you know, brought in witnesses. I proved my case. They dropped it. And I have But this, on this is only after. Wait, 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 Stefan, wait a minute here. You're, you're in jail this whole time. They didn't drop the case. They yes. prosecuted, threw you in jail. You're talking about appeal here, right? Yes. Okay. All right. No, I was not convicted. Really? I, I was fighting it for 20 months, fighting it, going back and forth to court. I had hired two attorneys I had to fire, paid a lot of money, and I said, you know what, I'd better be my own attorney, because I saw what was happening. I said, I have to be my own attorney. And so I went pro per. And But you spent time about, in jail. Yeah, twenty months. Okay, fighting my case, but no bail. Oh, okay. And, and here, here's my point. How? Yes. What kind of attorneys did you hire if you were thrown in jail over a case that was never tried and never proven and convictions made? How the hell well, does they that had work? Evidence. They had evidence, and as you know, before they bind you over to superior court, you answer in the lower court and. So, you know, you have your arraignment, you have your uh, preliminary hearing, you, you know, it's, the, it's a process, yeah. and it takes time. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you know, you can't get in front of the judge, or a lot of the time... Okay, so you were you dangerous, know, denied bail, so they made you stay in jail for 20 months. I was on probation at the time for a domestic violence. Um, I got in a fight with my, a girl... Um, and, you know, I was protecting myself, and my daughter was in the other room, but I'm not going to go into that. But well, you just did. I was on probation. I <laughs> copped a plea like an idiot that I should have gone to a jury trial and won. Anyway, yeah. unbeknownst to me of the system, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I did not realize what I was involved with until I was actually there and it was happening. So... You know, seven months in jail, the first time they softened me up, I plea bargained, I got out, I copped a plea to something I didn't do, and eight months later, I had the police showing up at my door on a compliance check that I was not on. And this is when they found the ex-wife's guns? This is is when they found, and it's because these are all legal guns in Texas that we were working on movies on. I worked on the Alamo, I worked on Second End Lions. I worked on, uh, you know, a, a lot, a lot of movies in Texas. If you and don't mind me asking real quick here, I'd like to ask a question real company. quick here. So, law enforcement shows up at your house. 
was this a visual that they could see these firearms, or did they start digging around looking Absolutely for firearms? Absolutely no reasonable suspicion whatsoever. They tried to invent reasonable suspicion, probable cause I was on probation. So the bare minimum to come into private residence, because we um, have a reasonable ex- expectation of privacy in our private homes, even though we are on probation, right. we still retain that right. And they tried to invent reasonable suspicion to come into the house to do so, they said they could see in through the blinds. They never could. I opened the door like an idiot. And I tried to, I said, yes, hello. They yanked me out. They arrested me. They came into the house. Everything was packed up in the house. Everything was in boxes. Everything was ready to move because my girlfriend at the time was moving to Louisiana, and I was getting out of the house. All right. Stefan, Stefan. They found weapons. Stefan. We're 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 at break here. I, this I need to talk to you off here, and then I'll bring you back on to talk about this, okay? Because we're all over the place. Hey, gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone to purchase a food regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Kosher-certified app can make a huge difference for your future. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. Nikki, great product. Have to try it for a few months to see results. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I have noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from carpal tunnel. I will continue to buy the product. Ken Peaks, five out of five stars. Works as advertised. This formula is very powerful. Be careful to follow directions. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure has stabilized and my lower edema has reduced. Lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. Thank you. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Is your property a financial burden and causing you grief? Have you tried to sell but can't find buyers? Or are you just too busy to sell your property? Don't worry. We have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple-family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out Ah, well, that was interesting. Uh, that's Stefan. He's moving from California. I talked to him five minutes before the show, and he's saying, "Do you remember meeting me?" And I'm going, uh, "When was that? 2001." I said, "Stefan, really? Well, you met my wife and my child." And I'm going. 
That was 19 years ago, dude. But he he told me, he says, you know, we were at a lobster house. And he said, I can't remember the name of it. I said, you mean Red Lobster? And he goes, yeah, 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 that's it. And and he said, you don't remember me? I said, no, I don't. And, and he goes, well, you were talking about starting a network that I actually started three years later once I was thrown off GCN. So this goes back a ways. And, and what he was doing is halfway reminiscing and... And I know it was confusing for you, Steve, as as well as myself. But I, I I did not remember the guy, and then he started to piece stuff together, and I go, okay, now I'm starting to get the itinerary here. Now I'm starting to understand. So I'm going to have the guy on the air. Uh, he's moving out of California. He's set to move middle of November. He's getting the hell out. He said, this has gone so crazy out here. He says, I can't get out of here fast enough. It's funny that uh, former Governor um, Jerry Brown, Moonbeam Brown, was quoted as saying a couple days ago, of the mass exodus leaving California, where are you all going? (laughs) Any place but here. Where are you all going? (laughs) Any place but here. (laughs) Any place but here. We haven't talked a whole lot about the fires and stuff, and we've had bits and pieces of information of people invent, I mean, intentionally starting fires out there Terrible. I, I mean it it is so convoluted and i don't even know how many millions of acres that have been burned out uh i i steve you know this was your pet thing because you lived in california you liked it out there and, <clears throat> until the yeah, I did. state pretty much ran you out you know yeah. I, I mean it, this is horrible. We're talking about we're talking about politically and economically and structurally uh, an entire state being destroyed. It is purposefully too. Every time, the same time every year. Just look at it. I mean, it's just, this is every year the same time. As soon as those Santa Ana winds pick up, who's ever behind this this agenda here? They start the fires, let them spread, and let those winds take them. And there, um, it's, it's like it's just like clockwork. Every year, the same time, boom, boom, boom. Here it comes again. Here it comes again, destroying the destroying the state. Um, I I got out in time. God, I saw this coming. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I just knew the sanctuary cities was going to kill the state, and the whole state would go sanctuary, and it was going to kill me financially. So why why stay? I didn't see the fires, but now I know the, the purpose behind the fires. So. Well, isn't there a chance once a state files bankruptcy, can't you go in and buy it for pennies on the dollar? <laughs> Maybe we can buy the entire state of California back. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, I got this from Ed Griffith, so tells me that he's on to something. Los Angeles Sheriff's Department reported to harbor executioner rogue cops. Remember the movie, um, um, what was the name of that, Mike? Uh, Star Chamber, where judges would sit around and decide who gets, what criminal gets whacked. Remember that one? Hal Holbrook. Hal Holbrook and um, who's the other? Michael Douglas. Douglas. That's right. Well, evidently, in L.A., it's for real. We'll talk about that as well in the next hour. Steve Elkins on God's greatest sandbar in Florida, John Statmiller here in Central Texas. It's the National Intel Report. We'll be right back. Public Broadcasting Network, we have been building our online store. Well, we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country. Here at Republic Broadcasting Network, we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store, or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. This is RBN. 
The Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>